Oh, welcome to episode 10 of this Action RC podcast series. We are reflecting on RC racing in Australia back in the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s. We're talking favourite races and tracks and cars and funny stories through the eyes of the guys and girls who were there. There are very few names as synonymous with top-end competition in this country than my guest today. The winningest driver in Australian 110 off-road history with no less than nine national championships. A couple more in eight-scale off-road and a decade-long battle with Kyle McBride. That thrilled audiences all over the country. Some time in electric on-road, all sorts of things. If you haven't already guessed, or to be honest, read the title of the podcast, I am, of course, talking to Victoria's Matt Griffin. Uh, We're going to dip into the 2000s a bit in this story, but hey, it's my podcast. I'll make the rules. And this is a story we're telling. Matt, thank you so much uh, for joining uh, me for oh, chat. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, that's great. I'm, um, I've been following the podcast. And if I can give um, even more Victoria an insight, I suppose. I think Andrew, uh, Andrew and Ray and Lou have done a really good job. Um, and yeah, I'll just give another perspective on everything. Um, Bunk it down in COVID state. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Um, you're making me feel like maybe I've been too biased towards the Victorians, and I need to find some. I need to find a good oh, South Australian guest. It all happens in Victoria. Every know, everyone knows the world of all. So, Maddie, uh, how far back does your story go? Where does where does it where does it kind of begin um, for you? Well, yeah. Look, um, I think uh, in the eighties, obviously. Um, I was just like every other kid in the eighties. You just had to have an RC car. Um, and all like the first actual remote control car I had was just like, everyone had a jet offer and I got that for Christmas in 86, I think it was. And, um, you know, it was, I, I loved it, you know, and it was yeah. just like ran it batteries flat. All right, sit and pretty much just watch the batteries charging <laughs> to the next one. And, and it's like, oh, cause we had rechargeable. So we were one step up on the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, it all just flowed on from there. I just loved it. Um, ran that thing into the ground. Um, but, you know, say, was like if, I think you're the first person that's, that's admitted on this podcast to owning a jet hopper. So, you know, kudos to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I've got, I had a jet hopper and I'm proud of it. Um, <laughs> just, that's all, that's, that's, that's all that mum and dad probably wanted to give a six year old. Yeah, yeah. was pretty good at wrecking everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, like we, I hadn't, you know, I was six years old or five yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I got it. So, you know, I hadn't seen anything, you know, no tracks, no nothing. I just, no, no. the sky was the limit, you know, seeing the ad, it comes with little witch's hats. It's like, wow, what else can a kid <laughs> want? You know? um, and yeah, look, I just, I just gave it an absolute caning and just loved it. And actually, actually that brings back a story. I'm like, the first day I got it, I broke it on Christmas day oh, no. and I was just distraught, but I didn't actually break it properly, but I was I tapped into my little OCD side. I like it. It was the rear front bumper bow, which is just such a trivial little piece. And I broke it and I was shattered because <laughs> it was incomplete now, but it still worked. But yeah, so I, I remember telling my uncle at the Christmas dinner that night that my family used to have it, and he was just like, yeah, it was everyone's, I was real serious business back then. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, look, look, honestly, you know, I ran that, like, but, you know, I was six years old, yeah. a lot, yeah. lot of, and I was lucky my parents, you know, I had a lot of toys, so it was 
you know, that would go away for a bit, something else would come out. And um, sure enough, flash forward to 1989, um, I think that's when I wrecked it. <laughs> that's how it all started. Like, I got told, don't drive in puddles, and I'd done everything else with it up to that point. And, you know, the gutter had a bit of water in it, and yeah, well, and <laughs> showing off in front of the neighbours, and yeah, sure enough, and through, it, through the water it went. and Built the jet you know, yeah, Dad's like, why'd you do that? You know, he's, why? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So anyway, off the tour where we went. And <laughs> that's where we met Arnie, Arnold Shulkinis. And um, yeah, the rest is history, really. I think I got a fun, like, by this point, you know, it, it, I'd seen the local club things yeah. um, on the television, like on the television, because, you know, back then, the, the regional telly, you know, they oh, Chuck and the RC cars is a bit of filling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, they flicks on for like half a second. You're like, wow, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> like oh wow that's just I've got to do that and then you know the news ends and something else you know, yeah, yeah. the next thing takes over but occasionally it just it just kept getting more and more traction and yeah. and there's actually another funny story dad was just starting to do night shift I think it was uh, when he was working at the newspaper and he was starting to bring home because this this was a huge catalyst to it as well and he was starting to bring home um, magazines um from okay. like just the because when they drop off the papers there's just piles of magazines which get thrown out basically they rip off the headers and send them back to the to, to the distribution mob and yeah. then they calculate you know circulation yeah, yeah. so dad so would just start bringing them home and he actually started bringing home model plane ones and i thought oh yeah wow this is even better but then their mum heard apparently some bloke had flown a um plane into himself so now that was <laughs> No, nah, we'll just stick to, yeah, no, nah, you can, that can kill you. So cars, it was. So, <laughs> so, you're at, so what was it? You're at Toy World and was it a, what you were just about yeah, to say what, um, what that first car was? It was a thunder, it was a, it was a, it was to me a Thundershot. They did a quick drive series. It was actually a 14 scale. Yeah, okay. And um, it was actually a bit of a like not heartbreaking story, but I was just lucky that the stars aligned. A lot of that happened over the years. I could have easily got out of it a few times. Just everything aligned, and I get to keep doing it. Basically, we showed up with this 14 scale Tamara, and and it was just like you know I was getting it around like Dad's like they were saying, "Oh, you're getting it around good." I was like, "Yeah, but you know it's going crawling pace." You know? yeah. <laughs> so and the cars are just whizzing past me. I got put in you know, 540, obviously, the beginning class. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there was no other clubmans as they used to have back then. And I walked away with the clubman trophy. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, such a big thing in the house. But I just knew deep, deep down. It's just like, I didn't really race anyone, Dad. He goes, no, you got a trophy. That doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, yeah. Let's... But, like, funnily enough, someone that day had a um, Kosher Ultima. Um, okay. ready to run or ready to race package there. It had yeah. the, what, the old wiper speed control, but it was ready to go, 250 bucks. Yeah. Um, you look back, 250 bucks in 1989 was a lot of money. Yeah, I, was a lucky yeah. little kid. I was a yeah. lucky kid. I don't think Dad paid for it all in one pay week. But, um, but you know, that we were off and racing. Simple as that. Um, so, so you're in Shepparton, aren't you? That's, that's kind of where yes, you grew up. Yes, yes. This is the, the old... Um, def- well, the, the old, old original Golden Valley RCC car club, yeah. um, or GVRCC, so I'm carried away. Um, and yeah, look, it was, you know, I've got lifelong friends from that club yeah. originally, like Glenn Grinter, he's still around, he just started racing again. Um, 
you know, a lot of other other guys around the club. Um, Peter Worcester and Simon Ryan, they started probably, I think it was their first club day was 1990, the run-ins yeah. of the Vic titles, because the, the Vic titles were at Sheffield or Maroot, because the track was actually Maroot, and that even made it better, because I, I lived in Maroot now. And um, <laughs> it was just down at the Rec Reserve, so, you know, I could go down there, and like, I was, I was starting to see, before I started racing, I was seeing, oh, these car track, you know, they must race them, you know. Because so, all those little shits I used to ride a BMX around the track. <laughs> it's just, and you do it two times, you go, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's I'll, no, I'll stick to the BMX track. <laughs> yeah. And um, but yeah, sure enough, um, yeah, that's it. All just took off from there. But just that whole, even the wash-on effect, I guess you'd say from the 1989 Worlds, like it was just so, yeah. like you know, you just rock up. We just rock up down for a look. Um, I think we hadn't. We might have only just got our quick drive. We thought we'd go down and have a look at the track, and and there's like um, Greg Collings there with um, oh, who was he there with one time randomly? He must have been um, Michael Geddes, um, yeah. Yeah. or AKA Michael Harlow. Yeah. Um, you know, and just things like that, and you rock up and. And so it's funny, I remember Greg one day, like we rocked up and he's like, oh, feel the diff on that. That's magic, you know, obviously trying to out-diff the Birdles. And um, <laughs> we just grabbed it and I've just gone, oh, yeah, right. I was thinking, you, you've just uh, you've just asked someone to comment it and I wouldn't even know what a ball diff was. Then. <laughs> but, oh, well, you know, it was cool, you know. It's like all these people were showing up and that whole run into the 1990 Vicks was like a, a race then and, you know. Yeah. So that was at your home club, the 1990 It was. It was. That would have had to have been a huge catalyst um, yeah. in me really sort of seeing it, I suppose you'd say. Because um, the first, um, I think I had three, three runs. I basically think I did about three or four club days with the Ultima in 89. Yeah. I think we got it. We would have got it in like August. Because yeah. I got the quick drive, I think, for my birthday in July. Um, so we did three meetings in 89, hooked. Um, got a note like the um, the mechanical wiper, the old plastic car show one. Yes. Um, well, you know, it, it, it got turfed pretty quick. And yeah. I think I was out of action for a few months because I had to wait for Christmas to get my T4, Novak T4. And then, yeah, once we got that, we're off and going. Um, You're away. Yeah. It's, but look, it was that, that 1990, that year, like a lot of hard lessons we learned that year. <laughs> <laughs> about everything <laughs> but you know i just come back um but like i was sort of i was pretty lucky really i i took it all on myself and i said like, i'm doing like dad just let me go so no, yeah. you do it you know yeah. um dad was just like only thing dad really did was um stuff which in his words um you'll bugger it up give it here um <laughs> it was like the painting the Lexan body shells and cutting them out, obviously, no, that was a big no-no for a nine or ten-year-old. Um, yeah. And just other little knickknacks, soldering, obviously, you know. But yeah. I don't, don't think either of us at that age could really. I don't. Well, all due respects to dad, but I don't, still don't really think he could really solder to save himself. But um, <laughs> it's all right. We worked on. We worked on that. We we got it happening. A skill um, you developed. A skill you developed. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, dad was. Oh, dad. You know, he did so much for me just to make it happen like it wouldn't have happened without that simple yeah. as that um so you know just yeah i wish he could have seen more of when i you know had a lot of my wins i don't even really think he seen any of them just because i was i'd moved on from traveling with dad by then so yeah, yeah. but it was always just the first phone call so yeah, you know yeah. it was always pretty good yeah at, at but, what um, point do you start kind of venturing beyond shepherd and like it you know that's your, that's um, your home but and you're pretty young for uh, a little bit do you start I traveling mean, around 
other tracks around Victoria? Um, only really, I think in 1990, I think the first orc around I did was at Keelor. It would have been, because um, obviously race of big titles at home and that was like, yeah. wow. But then it was like a bit nothing. And for memory, 1990 winter in Victoria was just horrendously bad. Like, it actually pretty much wiped our club out because everyone oh. just was yeah. at that age. But yeah. our first away trips probably would have been um, July 1990. I think we went to the Keelock Club Day before the York around and then obviously the York around not long after that. Um but yeah, the orca rounds back then were just just as impressive as the peaks, really. Yeah. Except it was all in a more condensed manner. Um, obviously, one day. Um, but I, I think that I've still got the entry list here somewhere, and 160 entries. Wow! One day. That's uh... like, but the the mind-boggling thing is, and it would have been the same in Queensland. It was one person per car. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No double. Like, no double. People these days. Like yeah. they say, oh, you're not getting through the racing. Oh, I want to have three finals. I want to have four qualifiers. I want to have all this track time. It's like back then, we were just happy to get on the track. Yeah. You know, like um, <laughs> it's just something that doesn't really sit with me. People screaming for so many finals. It's just like, well, what's your inspiration to make the A final? Back then, that's what it was. But yeah. I think back then, even we didn't even have time for three A finals. It's like we no. got there at seven. And yeah. We were probably there till six. Yeah, you, you know, three or four no to the final, and that's it. And, yeah. and that's it. No one complained. Um, oh, well, you know, <laughs> apart from things that happened on the track, no one complained. <laughs> but um, at the time, I was just absolutely gobsmacked. And, you know, it just, it, all, all through my time racing, it just went to bigger and better things in terms of more exposure and just, wow, oh, this is yeah. just, I just love that I just eat, sleep, breathe it. Um, yeah. And it was like that for 30 years. <laughs> what's, what's the, um, I mean, it's a long way to, to think back, but what's what's that kind of feeling like, you know, the first time you go from country, shepherd and kind of, you know, the club, the track that you know, down to the down to the big city, you rock up at Keylor and you, um, you know, to that, that, do you have a sense of what that, what that was like? Um, yeah, I was sort of like, oh, we would travel with a pretty good, bunch of people which were pretty in touch with everything but it was very daunting don't get me wrong um you know because you throw your car down at ship and say oh you know we're getting around all right you know like yeah not too bad but then you go down to kilo and it's just like wow <laughs> so, <laughs> wow we're slow <laughs> but you don't really feel like you come away going oh you know i think i did all right you know because i really had no idea with staggered starts and oh sorry yeah. click, click club days were just cars were whizzing everywhere didn't really know yeah. what was going on and yeah, sure enough, it's sort of like, well, didn't, you know, didn't have our best results we were going to clock on. But, um, you know, it was it was all experience, but I, none of it was ever sort of daunting. It was sort of like, oh, yeah. great, I can't wait to come back, you know. Let's go. Um, yeah. It was sort of wasn't probably two years later that I sort of grew an ego and it got kicked in occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was just those early days. It was just um, 1990 was pretty dicey. It's actually, I was just so impacted. Patient. I still am um, openly impatient, <laughs> open to admit it. Um, we could have, I ended up, we had the Ultima and we ran out of the VIX and it just didn't cut it. I had to have an RC10. Every, it was a club as an RC10 club. <laughs> okay. And I ended up getting an RC, first RC10 I could get. It probably wasn't the best condition RC10. It was all right. I bought it off Daryl Shell Club. I Daryl out there. Um, but it was, 
you know, it got us going. But the, the, yeah. the, just the irony of it is, if we had waited another fortnight, we could have got one of Hurdle's cars. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right, I should have known. <laughs> so that that 1990 with that car was a bit challenging. Not not through any fault of Daryl's, just because we know, yeah. looking back, yeah. you know, I learned all my I learned a lot on that car. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was probably fine when I got it. Just that. Once a ten-year-old's been tinkering with it for two or three months. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe it's not at its best. Uh, well, you know, I think all the thread holes and everything were probably pretty punished because I probably pulled the thing apart um, yeah. eight hundred times and put it back together for no reason. Um, so you know, but, but we ran that year and we're lucky enough to get a Bertles car the following year, and that's when things started to happen. The car was it was just it just worked. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so, we went. Yeah. Can I ask you, probably the first person I've had the chance really to ask about about the Bertles, because um, I, yep. uh, I mean, if I get the chance to chat to Reese, I'd love to, but chances are Yeah, that, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. What's, um, what is your observation or your kind of recollection of, you know, Reese the racer? Um, I mean, such, a, such, a, um, such an incredible um, competitor over that period, you know, at the front of everything oh, for... You know, I was years. probably a bit honest. In all honesty, Scotty, I was probably a little bit young. A bit young, yeah. Um, like to really be that analytical, yeah. Um, because you know, there's be a lot of like you know, I'm sure if you ask Louie about it, um, yeah. or someone a bit older, they'd be yeah. able to give you a lot better insight. Where I was yeah. only sort of just like, oh wow, look at that, Reese is winning. Oh, oh wow, Reese just got hit. Or oh wow, it's just wow, look at it. His cars yeah, are yeah. Like, yeah. job and. And just the whole hype that went with it, I suppose you'd yeah. say, because it was a big hype machine. And um, but hey, it, it just that they the car that I bought off, you know, yeah. bought off them, you know, yeah. it's just our club was very Bertle centric, I suppose you'd say. Okay. Um, a lot of relationships were made with guys yeah. in the club. Um, yeah. Friendships really yeah. formed between. I know Reese and Grub were pretty close, and like yeah. Reese and Kevin Grub, like Glenn Grinner. Um, and you know, and they looked after the club and come up yeah. and raced a bit, you know. Yeah, nice. Temple yeah. was probably still their preference, but yeah. um, you know, and that sort of there was a whole aura about it, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and that was sort of up until because I had to, actually had a little break in racing, I raced 1991. Um, and actually, you know, I was going all right, race 540, and sort of was making the A final at Orca rounds, which was. You know, I was pretty yeah, good back. So I never, yeah, um, definitely. You know, I definitely. Like that was, I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty stoked with that considering we're running on a shoestring budget and really had no idea what we were doing. And um, and then I think 1992, we stepped up to stock. And um, yeah, I had the, I think it was the Wodonga Vic titles um, yeah. in 1992, another massive event. Yeah. Uh, for memory, I didn't make the titles in 91. I think the titles in 91 were at Melton. Okay. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, we couldn't get there. So that was always the battle back then, just to actually get to the races, because yeah. obviously, you yeah. know, mum and dad had to try and balance it out and be fair. And you know, Absolutely. my sister didn't really do anything, you know, yeah. and not not do anything. But you know, I had all these demands, and poor old Jess didn't really, you know. So they had to be fair. <laughs> and but they got me, and you know, it was it was pretty hard back then too, you know. Like, you know, I don't think the economy was in such a great thing. Mum and dad always yeah. were. Um, but you know, there wasn't, 
you know, let's just say maybe the budget that other people had to enjoy. Um, yeah. So we just did the best of what we had. And to be honest, I wouldn't know what to do with all the good stuff anyway. No. <laughs> so someone no. else would have had to have done it because I was a one wrenching on it. So, you know, yeah. we just basically did what we were told and, yeah, and, but the, it was all good. But then if we had problems, it was maybe not so good. So, <laughs> so but 90, moving up to stock was a real eye-opener sort of um we were lucky to get some of Tim Worms' old motors yeah. and they were just ballistically fast because Tim had moved yes. on the mod by then. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, I, I think the first time I realised, okay, we might, you know, well, not didn't really realise. I just had this one qualifier back in Rocket Round and the tracks were obviously going away back then. And when the track was on and going after the first round and qualifying and I was second, I was just like, wow. And then okay. I was just shot. I was just shot to bits after that. I just yeah. nerves were gone. I still got into the final, but I didn't really do anything. Um, but it was just more or less stand back and enjoy the ride, I guess. I was happy just yeah. to be in the final. You know, I didn't expect to be anywhere. Um, but we could only really afford one car back then. So we just ran our day. And I think we watched the next day and then we went yeah. home. Like back when but, there was only two driving. But that was right? kind of a moment where you we kind of had a glimpse of, I actually, uh, I, I, could, I can do this. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I, could, I did. I can was, run up front. I was sort of more gobsmacked. I was sort of like, where'd that come from? Like, even I cut off the driver's stand. Dad's like, I think you did all right. And it was like, we went and seen the results. And we were second. It was just like, oh, I don't think, first thing was like, make sure we were clear there was a timing. There wasn't a timing boo because we don't yeah. want to be, you know. Yeah. But no, you know, it, it, was, it was all good. Because back then, if, you know, there was, anything out of line someone would protest so yeah. you know um it, yeah it, like after the, my nerves were a bit shot after that just because you know it's i think we, we probably ran all our best tires and everything in the first run because you know yeah. they run it because we've got nothing else like yeah. and um you know and the track got really really bad like um back when i think the tracks has come into their own back then i think yeah. i'm pretty sure brandon coleman one two will stock with the tracks um then, you know right. they just slink yeah. they just slink themselves around the track with the yeah. like triple extra long wheelbase they had compared to rc10s and yeah. whatever and um but yeah look you know even just silly things back then like a finals didn't have to marshal the finals and i was just so i was just so it awestruck i just went out and marshaled and dad's like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> what did you marshal for like you didn't have to marshal I was like, oh righto so yeah i'm still sort of just not with it you know but um it wasn't, I think, not long after that, the sh like after that, that would have been March in, I think it was a Labor Day weekend, I think, in 1992. Um, yeah, we, the, the Shep Club folded not long after that. And okay. then I was, I was forced to take a bit of a sabbatical, I suppose you'd say. Yeah. Go and um, try and play footy. I'll say emphasise try and play footy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was sort of, I wasn't the best at footy. I love, love footy, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. One of the best wasn't your things. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I loved it and just loved going along with your mates and whatever else. But, you know, that little fat kid who just got rotated off the bench if he was lucky to get a game, sort of didn't get much of a go, but it was fun. Um, Matt yeah, Griffin, the full forward. I love it. I'm having, yeah, no, I'm having uh, I was, I was all sorts of, of imaginations. All, well, I was rotated probably from back pocket to forward pocket, but I lost a lot of weight the next year and actually got more of a run, so I was all right. <laughs> but, um, I think it was 1994 we got back into it. I think we were going to get back into 1993. I got all the stuff out, whatever else. And me and Dad had big barney about something, and that was that. No, 
fine. Yeah, off. About it. All right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's sort of what happened there. But it was, it would have been. I think we were parked up from 1992 about July, June, um, until about 94, yeah. late 94. Yeah. Man, okay. Shepherd from Benigo Club got us back into it. He did a yeah. lot for us back then, and pointed us in the right direction. Give us that bit of mentoring. He's like, oh, come on, come and have a go. Because even then, the the tide was like from what it was to where it was going. It was definitely dying the board but it still was pretty strong in the mid 90s right through just yeah, it was yeah. to take off yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so you yeah. so that means you missed the 94 nationals at Kilo. Um, i did yeah. i did i was um that was one of the big reasons um i wanted that that was one of the original catalysts of me to get back into it um yeah. but that, obviously it all hinged on mum and dad and yeah. Yeah. and just you know just, just one reason okay. i mean dad had that little yeah. barney and that was it but um it wasn't nothing serious. It was just a little tip, but yeah. um, it was enough to delight. But that was the whole thing. I was going to gear up and I was going to run the nationals because I've been yeah. in and seen Arnie after school, and it's like, oh yeah, no, the Kilo's got the nationals, and you know, worded me up. I was keen as it just didn't happen. But <laughs> you know, that the it was it, it, well, the idea was in my head, and sure enough, uh, late '94 we were back into it, racing over in Bendigo. And I think I got a world car for Christmas in '94, fresh for the '95 season. Um, so just before we go on from there, just just say something more about um, Arnie from Toy World because his name pops up quite a bit around that era and lots of, I mean, it seemed to me that, you know, he was, you know, they were supporting lots of kind of people, encouraging lots of young kids to get yeah, racing, um, doing lots of stuff around Victorian scene. Um, that, yeah, look, right? Arnie sort of, oh, sorry to cut you off, Scotty. Um, oh. Arnie sort of, um, well, look, he's... Um, he was an old slot car racer from back in the day. He used to race with Carl Melvey, Bano, um, yeah. Dave Smithy, um, yeah. plus a whole million other guys I've sat around and listened to dinner, <laughs> old slot car stories. <laughs> and, and um, oh, look, yeah, I feel really bad. I've been back over in Shep for a little while now. I still go down to the Arnie. I just know that uh, it's not going to be a quick drop in. Hey, go on. Like, we're going to probably be there for like about, you know, Till we get till I get kicked out, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. until until Nano his missus comes out and goes, all right, go home. <laughs> so um, like it used to happen at the shop, and um, oh look, he did. You know, I can't words can't describe the amount like that Arnie did to me did did for me. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was the catalyst. Simple as that. He, he, you know, after owning the shop and all the stuff that I used to get off Arnie, like the support. And it's just like, there was no market. And it's sort yeah. of like, he's just doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Like, yeah. you know, all my sponsorships over the years, it's sort of like, well, okay, yeah, right. Sort of, though, you know, to get a budget, to get product, you know, you have to sell the product, you know, they yeah. have to, yeah. you know, a lot of guys just roll up and say, right, oh, where's the paycheck sort of thing. But I don't realise that, you know, if you're not, Actively moving X amount, well, you know, yeah, it's, there's no money for, for justify. That, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's yeah. all got to pay for itself. So, just looking back, the amount of support that Arnie gave me until I got like right from when I was a kid, right through up until when Associated and Dawn started to collect the ticket or collect the pay the um, the bill. <laughs> um, you know, it was just if I could probably just not, like in terms of support and make it happen. My dad, Arnie, and Smithy yeah. really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll get that in now before I forget because I owe so much to those people. 
yeah. you know, it's, it's just the whole Matt Griffin thing, man, my time in racing, it just wouldn't have gone to any of the heights that it did. Like, you know, when I say heights, you know, yeah. I got to, I got to do a lot of stuff that probably a lot of people didn't get to do, you yeah. know? So, and that was for, purely for the support they got, those guys give me, they believed in me and, you know, so yeah. yeah no, that's simple good. As that. Matt, we are we're going to run out of time for sure if we don't get a move on. So let's kind yeah, of hustle sorry, through. I knew this no, 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 it's all good. <laughs> but it's my job is yeah. to keep things moving. So let's hustle through the next few years, really. Yeah. Okay. At some point, you obviously you come back. You've got that world's car for the ninety-five season. Does it start to click at that point, and you start to kind of move through um, to the front of the field over that next couple of years? Actually, um, through that year, through the year, we actually switched over to the double X. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so the yeah, world's car didn't look, last just, too long. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, look, we just couldn't. Like, I think we had one good race then. It might have been the Castlemaine yeah. Classic, but just every, like the car was the world's car. Just the, back then, as you yeah. know, like when it was on the track, smooth, high grip, you know, it would just destroy the low seat. But yeah. um, when it was on, it was on. But when it wasn't on, it wasn't on. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was tough going and. Yeah, and was, I think it was Robbie McClure. I think I bought one of Trent's old double X's. And, um, yeah, because obviously <laughs> Trent, had, Trent, and the, Trent and Robbie had, uh, they had double X's floating around <laughs> back then. It certainly um, was a time when, for all of us who weren't running double X's, you know, we had some days where it was just hard work. Uh, oh, it yeah. It was a fabulous did. car. Uh, oh, it was, it was just car. such a good universal car. Like, it was yeah. just, it was a great car, like, for the time especially. But um, look, as soon as like 95 was a good year, I switched, like just, I wouldn't say good year, just progression, you know, just yeah. little improvements, yeah. you know, just a little bit to keep your tail up. I was like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll take that away. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, you know, I think race the Vicks, finish mid-pack. I think yeah. the Vicks were at Templestowe that year. Um, but yeah, just the year followed on. And then, of course, the B2 showed up and, yeah. you know, um, we're doing all the state stuff back then. I didn't get to go interstate until probably the Nash... Now, it would have been the Canberra State titles in, I think it was 96. Okay. And lost straight day, long weekend. That would have been our first interstate trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was a bit of a nightmare. But <laughs> but um, learning experience, it was 96 is when I switched to mod. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. So you went to mod yeah. at that yeah, point? Yeah, because um, honestly, I walked away from ACT. We put all this hard work in and whatever else. And honestly... Honestly, I think I just didn't get enough sleep looking back. Stayed yeah. up too late wrenching because um, I was just rubbish. Um, and the track was going away. I think I don't think anyone with a B2 really had a great day that day. Um, it was, wasn't the Canberra the next year, which was the absolute bombshell to track. But yeah. um, it, was, it went away for a little bit from, you know, was the, the B2 was still very new back then too. Yeah. Like it was yeah. only, we'd only had it for not very long. And... Um, you know, I just, whatever. But walking, I think it might have been the Castlemaine Classic, the next race. I just, on the way home from um, ACT with Dad, I just said, oh, no, look, I just want to go and race mod. I didn't have fun this weekend. Yeah. And, like, if I go out and get my butt handed to me, I just want to at least be going fast. You know, so <laughs> so we, went, we just went and raced mod, and I think we finished mid-pack, you know. And, and that was only just, um, I think we just bolted in a Sonic Mr. E. I think that was a, a 13 triple, I think, yeah. from memory. Yeah. I have to ask the Wookiee, he'd know that. Um, and, you know, it worked. I think I got it off Trent. Um, 
you know, and enjoyed it. I, I dropped back to stock for the Nationals just because, okay. you know, that was just the thing to back do. Back in Canberra the following, so 97. Oh, no, this was 96 indoor in Adelaide. Oh, in Adelaide, okay. Yeah. Um, and we, I had a really good run, you know, yeah. compared to how I went in ACT. You know, I was right up there. Um, Ari, Ari drove really good that weekend and he, he, he dominated the, yeah. like the two drive finals. Um, yeah, look, I learned a lot, yeah. I suppose, from that. Um, I was leading both of them by a good margin and I just threw it away. Um, but, you know, was, you, you make your own luck. Like Ari's, you know, he's talked about it before and, yeah. you know, it's hats off to him. You know, he, he did the double and, you know, it's just probably that little bit further. Like he had 12 months on me and just yeah. that little bit further along. A little bit of experience, a little bit of age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, hats off. But, you know, I walked away from that meeting with my head held high. Um, well, that's your first, so that's your first Nationals podium. Really your first yeah. kind of front-running Nationals. Well, it's your first Nationals. Well, yeah, it was, it was my yeah. first Nationals I've been to. And it was a, it was a crazy Nationals to go to indoor yeah. and Adelaide. It was just sensational. So you've got Ari who wins two or driving forward or stock. Matty Wern's on the podium in both as well, like an absolute kind of gun stock driver around that time. Yeah, uh, he sort of, he was very talented, Matty Wern, and he sort of just vanished. Yeah. Um, and just while we're there, over in Modified, Craig Mazik wins both classes yes. um, in Adelaide. Uh, actually, Simon Badezi in truck as well, so there's some, there's some names there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, one event that I missed. We didn't get to that. Yeah. So I've always kind of regretted oh, you might, it. Going, oh, I was going to say, you'd be, you'd be spewing on that because yeah. it, it was a cracker of a meeting. Um, but yeah, I remember watching. That was just another meeting where you just walked away in awe. I just going, wow, yeah. you know, when's the next one? <laughs> so yeah, it was something else. Like I've been very few nationals that had that atmosphere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, it was really good. Really, really good. So you uh, you come you, you drop back for stock to that, but really you're into modified now, and you you know the, the fast yeah. guys around that time. People like Trent McClure are still running up front in Victoria. Um, mm, I think I went back to stock just for one more. I think it was the Wodonga Vicks. I think pretty okay. much just to get a title because yeah. I hadn't had a title. <laughs> so oh, I thought, well, did that work? That was the, uh, it did. Yeah, okay. I think that was the that was the thing. It was like, well, right, you're not moved. Well, not. I'd made my own decisions and bounced ideas yeah. off that, but I was in my mind, like I was, I thought I was a pretty good shot at it anyway, but you know, Jason head was there. Gibbs was there. It wasn't yeah. a lot in that race that meeting because stock was pretty much dying at that point. Like okay. group 20 was about to take off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, look, that was the last stock race and we moved on the mod after that. Yeah. So give me a sense of the, the, pace you know the pace of development for you over the next couple of years because modified i mean i i keep coming back to national titles because that's you know kind of where i can get lots of good information and so between 97 96 uh, you don't run that stock nationals yep. and you you're on the podium in 2000 in knock so you know over that sort of that yeah three years in between um, what's the development like for you what's the kind of you know give me a um, quick two or three probably uh, probably a lot of racing with Trent um, McClure. Um, learn a lot off Trent just in on the track. Um, and look, we sort of, you know, just sort of used to do a bit of travelling together. Used to race yeah. together. Was, um, just good times, I suppose. But there was a good core group of mod guys back then. You know, you had like, like obviously Louis racing. Um, Trent, 
Tim when he raced, um, Badizzi, um, Stephen Tito. Not many people remember. Yeah, yeah, remember the name. Very yeah. fast, very fast, and he's that when he was on, he was very fast. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, people I can't think of at the top of my head right now, but there was, you know, it was good solid racing. You know, like on any given day, any one of those guys can put it, you know, right up there at the nationals. Um, you know, um, so we just chipped away at it. There was some frustrating years. Ninety-eight was a very frustrating year. Um, a lot of it probably was I didn't get to go away and do it maybe as much interstate racing as other people got to. Yeah. Um, just just for purely for circumstance. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it was. Um, yeah. As I got closer, as I got my license, that was sort of a big turning point. Yeah. Um, but all in those years, I've got to add this too. So another big person that's very influential is Peter Worcester. Worcester yeah. Peter Worcester and Simon Ryan. Peter used to come and pick me up and take me racing on the way. They used to live in, was based in Finlay back then. And they'd come and pick me up and take me racing in Melbourne and drop me off on the way home. And if they weren't able to do that, I probably wouldn't have been able to race because Dad yeah, was yeah. working by that point and started work on Sunday Arvo. So I wouldn't have been able to go racing. So as Peter Worcester is just as in, influential in many, many ways as, um, you know, Smithy and Arnie and Dad, yeah. Um, yeah. big time. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, one thing that probably held me back a little bit is I, I was lucky. I could never afford a full drive. I think my yeah. first four-wheel drive was a good old MX4. Well, I don't know if I should say good old. Um, but um, once again, very good car when the track suited it. Maybe not so much when it didn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, I was a learning curve. Um, yeah. You know, it was a few – just probably finding your feet running two-wheel and four-wheel. Yeah. Just, you know, because I'd run two-wheel and truck. I got a truck in 96. Okay. And um, I was starting to get pretty competent with that. I was going all right. But – Two and four, four was like this bit of a hidden art, which yeah. I got. I took up late, really did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. Um, but yeah, sort of, probably sort of didn't didn't start. Like I had a few positive, very positive. I think I won the night Castle Lane Classic in '98. I think um, that was probably my first sort of win. Yeah, okay. I guess. I yeah. think I did. I have to double check that. Oh, either that I was yeah. right up there. And actually, I, yeah, I yeah. might have won it. Yeah. Um, but that was probably the first mod win. I'd had something in 97, I can't remember. I think I did it all right, the Border Challenge. Yeah. But it was sort of up and down, you know. Sometimes you'd have one step forward, two back, and yeah. a bit of that. Um, we started to get a bit of consistency, probably 99. Um, yeah, and it sort of just flowed on from there, I guess. Um, yeah. It was sort of tough because off-road did take a bit of a swan dive. So we had to go and do... Like, I was sort of... I was lucky to sort of catch Darren and... Like Ari still raced um, off-road, but maybe not as much yeah. into 2000 and onward for a bit. Um, but, you know, at the same time, me and Craig sort of stood up and had a lot of battles. Yes. Craig sort of come on, um, I suppose you'd say, probably the Maitland Nationals, I guess. Um, like, you know, he was yeah. very fast there. Did he even TQ forward drive? I can't remember, but he was well on. Like he was yeah, I, know he, I know he finished second in... in uh, yeah, yeah, like he was... Andrew. Yeah, behind. Yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, they'd have to look at the record books for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Craig was flying. I think, I think Maitland '99. I squeaked into the final in mod, and that would have yeah. been probably my first mod final, I suppose. Okay. I didn't get to go to Perth. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it probably just, you know, I was very persistent. You know, sometimes, you know, things didn't always go me way. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I was on a budget. 
Like I was sort of coming through those years, you know, like I was working two or three jobs just so I could, you know, like part-time jobs as a kid and doing school. You know, I was, I was getting, up at six, getting up at half past five, six o'clock and going out of the bakery and working an hour before I went to school. And, you know, that used to pay for stuff. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Working down at the local parish um, where mum was a school teacher and still is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, doing set and help set the bingo tables up on a Friday Arvo on Sunday morning before <laughs> we went racing, you know. Beautiful. And just, it all added up and, but it was, you know, it's, it's, it, let's be honest, it's a dollar sport. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. it's, you, you know, some, sometimes I maybe could have done a little bit better if I had better resources, but I like to think I got the most out of everything I had and I paid for it myself. And I was pretty proud of that. So, yeah, but you know, they were great times. I wouldn't change anything. So, um, yeah. I'm going to drag you to two particular race meetings and then there's a couple of other things. So I want to kind of explore some other stuff. But so on the way through, just notice um, you make the podium at Knox 2000 in two-wheel drive in third. Uh, Ari takes the win. 2001 yeah. at the Nationals up in Miriamvale in sort of um, four or five hours north of Brisbane. You're on the podium there in four-wheel drive behind Craig. Yep. Um, yep. Two, yep. The, the kind of first win for you comes in two-wheel drive in Canberra in 2002 at the Nationals, first of nine uh, that we mentioned yeah. right up front. So can you, what, what can you recall about that event uh, back um, in Canada, 2002? Yeah, I think I just put in a solid preparation. I just had the car working, um, you know, and everything just, it just worked. And I just, I just, like, Miriam Vale had a slip, like, Knox, like, yeah, Ari, Ari did really well at Knox. Um, yep. You know, the beat, the cars were working really good at Knox. Knox, it was just nowhere to pass at Knox. And, but it was, you know, it was good to just be part of that race. You know, a lot of, you know, five-minute freight trains around that track. And, you know, it's just, it was, it was, Ari was right there. And so was Andrew. And we had yeah. good races. And Ari come out on top. It was, you know, it was, Knox was a really good race meeting. Once again, yeah. on the oil, we had to yeah. have your cart tyres all broken in. Yes, that's right. Um, that's the story we got from Ari a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I, I broke mine in probably on the last day of practice. Yeah. That's when I sort of just ran my new tyres. And, yeah, by the time – I think for memory it rained, which sort of threw a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, okay. Um, like it knocks, it always rains, it knocks. <laughs> it um, just joins a long line of Australian titles that have been rain-affected. Yeah, years, I, don't worry. Southeast of suburbs in Melbourne, <laughs> it rains every day. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Miriam Vale, um, look, DP, you know, one, off, yeah. yeah, like in fairness, I, I lost that on the last lap. Okay. Um, yeah, like in, there was a lot of reflecting after that. Um, I don't, I didn't even think I finished on the podium. It was that quick close. I think no, I, that's right. I won, yeah. I won one of the legs, and I was in a position to win in the last lap. And coming into a corner, I think I tried to pass Andy Castle or something, and just got a wheel up on the, just got just off into the marbles and spun out and bang, 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 lost about three positions than yeah. an actual. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of reflecting on that. It was a long drive home to Victoria. It is a fair <laughs> way from Miriamvale back to It, it was a very, very long drive home. Yeah. Um, once again, Craig was flying that weekend. I think he won truck and full drive. He did, um, yep. Yep. And, um, but yeah, the next year at, at um, Canberra, it was sort of just like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to, you don't go to a race saying I'm going to win this, but you just go to it saying, right, I'm not going to leave anything on the table. I'm not going to leave any. If we need these tyres, we'll buy them. We'll make sure we've got them. We'll have every base covered. Um, 
we'll, the car will dial will put you know and and it worked it just yeah it, i it was just i could just feel it you know i just had the confidence the more i drove the car as just so you know yeah i didn't think i was going to win but you know it turned out that i did you know i'll take it as one thing i must admit the, a bit of a disappointment from that weekend is um I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know who TQ four drive, but my I had a really good run in four wheel drive, and I actually killed a belt or something in the first one. I think when I was leading, and we couldn't repair it in time. Okay. Because it was the double X. Yeah. And it was really hard to get to the belts, and we Not thought easy. we fixed it, and we got out and we we're leading again in the second leg, and it just locked up, and it was all over. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, that hurts. Oh, look, it's just part of it. You know, at the end of the day, I probably should have, it was my fault. You know, I I didn't do any maintenance on it, obviously. It failed. They weren't sealed drivetrain. They normally didn't fail. So, really, I'm the only one who can really, it was my car. I've got to take responsibility for it. And um, I just didn't know the car. Sure enough, I had to talk to Peter Crow before I built it. I would have known that you cut them at a certain point so you can get to the access to the rear belt easy That's or right. something. Because, yeah. yeah, and mine didn't have that. So, yeah. It's funny, I've just bought that car back off someone. <laughs> so I've, I've tracked that double X4 down. Um, yeah, it's cost me a silly amount, but... Um, <laughs> well, no, not really, like, because they're worth a lot at the moment. And yes. um, yeah. bloke, thanks, Racco, he got it for me, and he actually did me a really good deal because he could have got double what I paid for it. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to have it back. I've actually still got, to, I've still got to get it off him, but, yeah, it's long since so I've waffled on a bit there. But... um. Yeah, it's that that, that two-wheel drive win, I suppose, just opened things up, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, it was... So, I mean, really from there, you go on, you know, what is it, a kind of a crazy tear, you win, um, I don't know, three out of the next four two-wheel drive titles. Um, you know, you're, you're always on the podium um, from there right through. I don't know, if I scan down my results sheet, it's uh, 2010 is the next time you don't appear on the podium in two-wheel drive modified. Yeah, the national in yeah, the that's quite were a, a run. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah Naughties were a bit of a serial pest on the podium. Um, <laughs> well, you and Craig, but, um, really. Yeah, um, we you, were serial there. pests and we were serial pests. And, but we pushed each other really yeah. hard too. Like and when Ari'd come back too, you know, it was a three-way ding-dong battle, you know. Like, yeah. Quite often, tempers flared. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, we call, most, most of the times we just shake hands at the end of it and say, hey, good race. Yeah. Um, you know, it was great times, really. That that whole noughties, two thousands, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, sort of. I'm really happy. Like I, like I said, I've got no regrets. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with that. And I think I don't know who's on the list coming up. I, I see it and I just think, oh, I should go back and try and win truck just to try and go ten. <laughs> so I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd have I don't think I could pedal hard enough to beat Chris Dirty. He's pretty putting in pretty yeah. solid performances at the moment well, and some of those uh, some of the young victorian kids coming through um, the young tackers are going pretty, pretty special at the stuff, moment. Yeah, yeah. so um so matt yeah. before we leave uh, electric off-road i just want to kind of pick out a couple of other things but before we go there i do just want to um quickly ask you about uh 2004 wadonga kind of your, your national sweep where you win two or four drive and truck i think if i got that right yeah that, yeah, that yeah, weekend yeah. And, that's um I mean to win all three classes at a nationals, you know, everything must just about go perfectly well. Um, was that oh, was that a, about as good as it gets for a weekend for you? 
Oh, I probably don't get any better. Um, you, not much. You know, I think if you won the raffle, then you could say I didn't win. But um, I didn't win that. So, but, nah, it was, um, you know, it's uh, look, it all just stars aligned, I suppose you'd say. Um, look, damn, it was my home club. I'd done a bazillion yeah. laps around that joint. Yeah. But the thing was, we didn't have the full surface right up until close to like very not I think we had it for the warm-up but it fell apart then it had to be redone and so we really didn't get that much you know we just we were used to running around on an ice skating rink basically then we got this clay and it was just like wow all of a sudden we just hold it flat everywhere and um and just hang on um I think I ran the Yokomo in the fall to back then and the BC and um yeah look I'm, I'm waffling on a bit here um yeah look it was just all it all just come together and um, I think it was touch and go in two-wheel drive and four-wheel I think they both went down to the third leg. But, um, yeah, we got it. So, um, I always had my eye on DC's record. Um, yes, that's right. I sort of thought, well, if I can, you know, it's, it's a, it's, if I can match that, well, you know, I still think, I, I think maybe Payne did it in Perth one time as well. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, look, um, did, something I'm proud yeah. of, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. um yeah, it's it's always you know good to look back on things like that. I've still got yeah. it all at home. <laughs> still got yeah. the cards. So it is. I mean, that is an interesting just a note, a side note there that there are the three of you that have swept the three modified classes at a national. Darren Campbell doing it in Perth in nineteen ninety eight. We heard a little bit of the story about that in uh, episode two. We chatted with Ray Monday through that race meeting yourself, Matt, in two thousand four, um, down in Madonga, and then yeah, Josh Payne uh, back over in Perth in. 2011 uh, did the sweep as well. So I think uh, right up until today remain the only yeah, three to do that in the mod classes. And that's um, that's some it's, pretty uh, it's kind of a big company right there. Yeah. yeah well, not so, like, it's just tough to just get them yeah. every car on, I suppose. Yeah. Like just to get three cars up for a weekend, you know, nowadays I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, no, I don't know how Jesus <laughs> <I was> can <laughs> But like, you know, we were chewing motors and <laughs> And had a bazillion battery packs for the oh, weekend. Yeah. And Crazy just, stuff. Yeah, kids these days have got no idea. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, just yeah, unreal. And um, yeah, probably not long after that. I suppose in the mountains there was a lot of touring car too. Touring yeah, so car I was going to ask you about up. touring car. You did you did a little bit of touring car, and I talked to Andrew Abbott in the last episode, who you know spoke very fun. Yeah, about I, you guys some, worked together. I had some fantastic times racing at uh, Mr. Abbott at, at um at um, Templestowe was yeah, Templestowe. just another fond patch I look back on with a lot of fond memories. I used to love going racing with Andy. Yeah. Um, I don't really call him Andy, <laughs> but, no. but um, yeah, no one does, but um, I'll call him Andy. No, yeah, why not? <laughs> no why not? Me, me, me and Mr. Andrew, oh, geez, we just, I used to love going away with him. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun um, going away with the magazine and um, yeah, it was just, some great times like a lot of battles at Templestowe we were just nose to tail the whole race and you'd finish it and you're just like I don't even remember what happened like it was yeah. just you're it just all just possible. happened yeah. yeah yeah just some great times like what was it about touring car that attracted you was it the level of competition that was um, really going on at that time uh, yes and no probably probably the fact that rubbers um like foam like I, I, I had t- I had a really good run at the nationals one year. I think I might have been the second one that the guns won, um, and like I ran out of foam. Like uh, it's, um, 
the car was very fast. I had just nailed the foam set up at Lillardale. It was on and I just ran out of tyres. <laughs> and, and sort of um, after that, foam tyres were always a bit of a sore point for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and I, I think probably two things. You, you couldn't argue. Like it was just, there was the competition. It was probably three things. There was a competition, obviously. It's a big draw card. And, you know, it kept you sharp too, you know, yeah. like just going down and have a stacked Templestowe club day. Yeah. Um, big thing too was the associated touring car. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously back then it was all associated for me. Um, so obviously we, we went along with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the speed too, I suppose. Like, you know, that was there too. Um, but as soon as, as soon as eighth off road, sort of really the coin dropped there, I was just like, all right, see you touring car. That's Thanks for remembering yeah, yeah. So yeah, how did that happen, um, Matt? How did you, how did um, Road catch your attention? Uh, um, I got to know Jared Tebow and Mark Pavitas pretty well um, with some international travelling. And um, Pavitas and Tebow said, you've got to get into eight scale. These things are just a bomb. And me being the sheep that I was, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> 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 no, um, oh, look, I had a go of it. And yeah, I was, even though the tracks when I first started were just rubbish, um, but the cars just handled it, you know, and yeah. I had a bit of a go of a few people's and because uh, a ship ship actually had fired up a club again by then and yeah. it started out in touring car and then an eighth as eights off-road boom, like, you know, every man in his dog had an eight scale buggy for there, yeah. the mid two thousands there. It was just crazy. And look, honestly, the big push for me was, it was a track local, yeah. you know, and, and I could go and, get my wheel time in racing local. I didn't have to travel to practice um, because I didn't have a track local, like, you know, for well over 10 years. Yeah. And um, just that in itself was a massive limiting factor. I think that I went to another level when I could go and practice as much as I wanted. Yeah. Um, that, that was huge. Yeah, definitely. And it was just fun. Like it was yeah. different. It was fun. It was loud. They were just, you know, it took me a good five years to learn what I was doing with engines, but once I did, I was pretty good. So, you know, um, such a um, such a fascinating time in Eighth Off Road, where you know, up until then, you've had the kind of specialists and the guys like you know the Dragella family and uh, Martin Martin Wallhoe and uh, Ian Haley and some of those kind of guys. But then, you know, through that period, people like yourself and Craig Lawton, um, yeah, and I Gillette, think... you know, kind of people start to cross over from other categories and. You know, really it, well, it was funny, you know, when we, when, when we come in, um, the big thing was the 10 minute run, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, oh, you've got to do the 10 minute run, you know, and then the people were just putting around burp, 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 yeah. burp, just to get the 10 minute run. And it was just like, just hold a pin. That was my thing. It was just like, these cars go so much faster if you just pull the trigger and, you know, we go so much quicker and, and they'd be, you know, like we, we were as simple as that. We were just... Yeah. We we're rich. We're running richer. And we we're using that fuel. And we we're making power. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was just faster. But then it sort of went full circle again because as we all got a little bit more refined and actually learned how to tune yeah. engines, yeah. we sort of looking, started looking ourselves at the ten minute runs. And you know, yeah. there was and as the engine technology progressed and everything progressed, and sure enough, we went back to ten minute runs. But um, it was not always, and not everyone could always do a ten minute run. So. You know, it was um, one of those things, you know. Um, but we sort of, um, like it up and down, 
the whole way. And, I, and even now, I think that it's just that constant trade-off, you know, yeah. um, economy versus being punched. Um, yeah. I've been at it for a little bit now, so I don't know what the guys are doing now. But, um, you know, I think the, the strategy always comes in. And I think they're getting and running them pretty good these days. I think they can do, like, comfortably do their nine-minute fuel stops. Um, I don't know, about 10 minutes, if it's asking a bit. But, you know, yeah. that's pretty impressive doing a nine-minute fuel stop. Yeah. So, um, um, so Matt, there's a couple of questions I do want to ask you about Axel before we kind uh, of keep an eye on the time here. The first is you you win the nationals in Shepparton in, in 2007. But, yep. So that's you know winning a nationals on home turf. That's that's got to be a pretty special you know and having yeah, that was, crossed that over was to Axel. Cool. That that must have been quite an experience. Yeah, that you. was pretty special. Um, Mum and Dad, Mum was stuck in the car. She couldn't even watch it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, it was good. That's actually, looking back, I think that's probably the only time Dad was there for a win. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And Arnie was there. That was cool. Everyone was there. So it was yeah. sort of like, wow. That was probably, you know, looking back, it was probably just because I was at home turf. Um, there's nothing better than winning one on your home turf. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still... And, and all just those people to win that have helped and all of that. Yeah. yeah, look, you know, it was just, just good, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of, they're all very humbling in their own way. Um, yeah. You know, you great respect for the competition and, you know, and this, that and the other. And, you know, none of them are ever easy. Um, so, you know, it was, I think that one was especially hard because of the rain and a lot of other factors happened. I know we're running way too rich, but. That's another story. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where you don't know whether it's going to rain or not again. And it just didn't know much about tuning back then. So we just knew it's just like you run it rich in the wet, it doesn't stop, you know. So that's, you know, and it was just running stupid fuel stops. But we got there in the end. And, you know, um, it's, yeah, it's just just running prehistoric cars. I think it was Clash of 777 um, SB2s. Um, but, you know, I've still got that car. Um, so, yeah, I was going to give it back to Carl Melvey, but fortunately Carl's not with us anymore. So I um, never actually got to do that, but um, oh, never mind. Always have that car sitting on the man. I always think of Carl. Carl was massive. He did anything for me, like ask for anything. Like, you know, I remember the story. Um, I rang up Carl because um, I think my Ash Frenchman from Hobby Habit, oh, um, the Hobby Works team pause for Hobau. He's like, I want to give you a car, Matt. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. You know, I'm going to get into eight. This would have been at the end of 2004. And I got a ring. I remember ringing up Carl. I was like, oh, Carl, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, um, like, is it all right if I run this competitor's car? And, um, you know, it's, it's not a car show, but um, they're going to give it to me, whatever, and they're going to look after me, whatever. He's like, he's like, Matt, don't worry about that. He goes, we'll take care of it. Um, I'll get back to you. All right. I'm like, oh, righto. So I've been told I can't. And so, so I was like, oh, whatever. And then two days later, Triple Seven was waiting for me at Darnie's. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, like, as years un unfolded, like, Carl, they did so much, you know, just even times when I couldn't get to races, you know, they just make sure I got there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, just, but yeah, that whole era, you know, up until, um, you know, I probably, I learned a lot in eight scale. Um, so I've dropped a bit off topic here. Sorry, Scotty. That's um, so good. But yeah, I'll just edit this out later. Back, yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> looking back, and then uh, looking back at sort of there was two parts to eight scale. There was up until I sort of went 
I ran like when the Associated come out, that was that was a tough, you know, that was a tough deal. That um, we all thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was, um, and it wasn't a bad car, but really it was only designed like it, to me. Just and look, I'll just say it. Like to me, it was the car was sort of almost built to beat the Triple Seven and the MBX Five, and then you're going to release the MBX Six, which is an absolute ball terror, yeah. and then the um, MP9 come along, and yeah. um, you know it just got left behind. A lot yeah. of lot of banging heads against the wall there. Yeah. Um, 2009 was a tough year, um, and I think eventually I got let, end up leaving Associated that year, mm-hmm. which was tough, yeah. very tough. But a bit of a long run for you, with it. Yeah, look, it was hard. It was like, you know, it was like leaving the family, you know. Yeah. Like, I was still very tight with the associated guys. I went back for a little bit of a cameo um, years later, but, you know, in terms of there's a lot of other distractions around that time, probably business-related. So, um, yeah, never really got to fulfil what I wanted to going back to Associated, but we had a few good wins there at the end, and yeah. that was all right. So um, I, you know, we are well off kind of the history side of things, but I can't resist just for a moment asking you, uh, you know, while we're on the eight-scale um, side of things, for, I don't know, like a, it feels like a decade, but probably not quite that long, but for, you know, a good five or six years, eight-scale was this, you know, Kyle McBride has gone on this tear of 10 in a row or whatever, but it so often was you and him and, you know, I guess Craig um, was right there as well. What, what's it yeah. like? Um, you know, what's your, uh, I don't want to dig into all the results and so on, but I'm really just curious about, you know, what's the mindset like for you as you, you know, you're looking at this kid um, who's, you know, rapidly become one of the best in the world and um, you've got to yeah. kind of front up and take him on every every big race meeting over that period. Yeah. Probably probably sort of proud, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just that the Australian scene had evolved to that. Yeah. Because um, obviously didn't get... Like, you know, Scotty put year, like a lot of work in taking him to the track all the time. And yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we race Kyle a lot, you know. Yeah. That scene was pretty hot to trot, you know, yeah. say 2009, 2010. Um, yeah. You know, and Kyle evolved out of that, you know. Yeah. And I think the big thing too for Kyle too was Renault coming over. Um, yeah. That was huge too. And um, just, yeah, just just proud of how he's gone about it and kicked on really. And, um, you know, I've seen him come and I've never really thought at all, um, you know, it's just evolution, isn't it really? Yeah. Like, you know, if the old guys are always winning until they hang up the transmitter when they're 40. <laughs> well, it's not a good sign, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> so, nah, no, look, it was great to see Cole come through. I had some great battles with him. Um, yeah. Honestly, I honestly think I was a lot more um, competitive BC before children. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sort of really, everyone was, that sort of really slowed me down. Um, yeah. I had a few things going on in my personal life as well, which didn't help. Um, but I thought I was probably, could probably stick it to him up until maybe in my, probably 2014. Yeah. I think that was the last time I took a TQ off around, <laughs> off yeah, him in yeah. around. Yeah. Um, but after that, you know, Kyle just went, the bigger and better things and I yeah. just got older and bolder. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um yeah, look, you know, I think the one for me which sticks would probably be two thousand and twelve Nats. Yeah. Um I think we both run out of rubber and we'll both just scratch around at the end, had nothing. Yeah. Um yeah, that was probably the one I thought, well yeah, I probably should have won that. But yeah, um, okay. you know, 
it's, it's for all the ones I've won. There's a lot of slip through my fingers too, but that's racing. So, yeah, you know, that's right. That is that is indeed. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we've, where's my list? We've charged through a whole bunch of things there. Um, talked a little bit about some of the teams on the way through. You mentioned Team Associated a little bit. Uh, Nitro, it's been Nugan. Um, uh, and we've talked a, a bit about some people along the way too, the people that you've loved hanging out with. Uh, um, are there any, you know, are there any uh, fit for public consumption stories from uh, the road, from, you know, some of those kind of road trips? Oh, uh, look, I've probably forgotten more than I can remember, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so diplomatic, nicely said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it was always going, early days, going road tripping with the walkie pedal Worcester. Mm. Um yeah, just doing silly things like just sitting around bored and waiting or things oh, like just, you know, sitting like we're due to leave the next morning. We've got to be up at like about four and it's about midnight and we can't sleep. It's like, we should just go now. All right, we'll go now. And then it's just, <laughs> uh, oh, God, just, yeah. And then we get there and we just rubbish the whole next day. And, you know, and just, I remember one time we, we had to pick up the T3 from Dawn. Uh, it was one of these, like, you know, I was only 16 at the time. It was one of these whiz-bang ideas. It's like, well, you know, we might, why wait around? We should just go now. All right, we'll go. <laughs> so uh, we've just done this stupid all-nighter. And I remember just rolling into the caravan park, just absolutely running on nothing and then having to build this truck. And, um, yeah, that was, that was tough. That was, that was good times. Just, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Look, you're looking back and just think like it's, you know, it's probably one of the most PG stories I can think of. Um, but uh, look, to be honest, it's all pretty tame really over the years. It was, you know, nothing really got too out of hand. Um, but yeah, look, I always love traveling with Peter. Um, you know, he's great to always bounce ideas off. We always have a laugh. Um, but same with that, like just, all guys I've raised with over years, all, all just good friends, you know, like, um, that's probably the biggest thing, like, mates, like, Neil Kovacs, Mick Campion, um, see, I've started mentioning names now, I'm going to get absolutely crucified, people I've forgotten, <laughs> um, but everyone out there, they know who they are, I Carl Schmidt, um, in Queensland, yeah. my pit man, who was, you pitted for me for years, and he, here's another person, you could put on the list, he just went above and beyond for me, yeah. um, and I can't thank him enough. I really yeah. can't. And there's so many people that I, I know I've forgotten people. Um, yeah. You know, that was one big thing I wanted to have the chat about. Give a chance to say thanks to people, yeah. um, you know, that have helped me, that really went out of their way to help me. Um, and, you know, it's things you can't repay. It's, you can never repay that sort of thing back. No, it's impossible. You, yeah, you yeah. know, so I really wanted to make sure I sort of, you know, and people I've forgotten, I apologise. Thank you as well. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> But yeah, look, the road tripping side of things, you know, like, um, yeah, just get out on the road and go, you know, like it was just, I used to love it, you know, because I used to do so much traveling, especially I made up for the times that I missed because I couldn't get to the races when I was younger. It was just impossible. Yes. Yeah. So say like 96, 97, you know, it was just really hard to go anywhere, you know? So yeah. I think Castle Hill, that was a race me and Pete went to when we built the trucks, 97, the washout. And, um, yeah, it was like the New South Wales titles. And yeah, like I think we got the trucks built. And I think they only did one day of racing because it all got washed out. And I think we managed to squeak into the final on two qualifiers and about no hours sleep, minus eight hours sleep. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, 
like that was just along the way, you know, just just memories, you know, just yeah. wouldn't cha- wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't change. That anything. um, that sounds like a pretty nice summary of thirty-one years since that first ready set, and uh, you know, a couple of decades at the very front end of the sport uh, in Australia in, in just about every race meeting you went to. Um, yeah, uh, look, and I, I think yeah. if we could, like, you know, any legacy that me, Ari, Craig. Uh, Painy, um, you know, legacy we look back on is like the young guys coming through, you know, how fast they are, yeah. you know, and it's sort of just like, yeah, you know, they've, they've got fast racing the Aussie scene, you know, and that's just great, you know, it's yeah. fantastic. They're going on, Aaron Stringer making the world final, like that's yeah, just, phenomenal. you know, phenomenal having two Aussies yeah. in the world final, like that's yeah. just sensational, you know, yeah. And yeah. it's, Brilliant. you know, it just makes you proud someone who raced all those years to see guys coming through and kicking goals, you know, it's, there's no better feeling really, really isn't. That's uh, that is, a, that is, well, I was about to say that's a perfect way to wrap up, but I've got to, of course, ask you my favorite finishing question, which is to kind of dig into your memory over all of those years and all of those cars and all of those racetracks and tell me your one all time favorite race car and, and the track um, you'd want to race it on. Yeah, okay. MBX6R. Um, that car was just a weapon. Okay. Um, yeah, just I just had a really good understanding of that car and what made it tick. Um, and probably oh, the track's a difficult one. It really is. I raced on so many good tracks. I always had a bit of a soft spot for the Dirt Nitro Challenge track in 2012. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, like it's. I had a really good run too, so that made them a little bit biased there. But yeah, we all love the tracks yeah. we went well on, that's for sure. But, but it was sort of the track was just, yeah, I just really enjoyed the track, you know. But like I said, I'm biased because I had yeah. a good run, so yeah. But I, I'd say that that was probably my favorite Joey track that I raced on. Um, yeah. and looking back, it was probably one of my favorites of all time, yeah, definitely. And yeah. back home in Australia, are there any, uh, is, there a, is there a favorite track um, you can pick out? Sunny Coast, I'd say, yeah. Um, okay. Definitely Sunny Coast, uh, maybe 2008 state titles, I think okay. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was just the uh, one with the massive, the one with the massive ski jump at the back. Okay. Um, and, and I think that track sort of evolved into the RC Pro track, which was the next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say those, that Sunny Coast, yeah, definitely, nice. when, when it was flying, definitely, that was my favourite in Australia. Yep. Matt Griffin, 11 times and counting, Australian champion, two in Nitro, <laughs> uh, nine in Electric. Uh, one more to come. He's going to be oh, back, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You heard it here first. He's going after the truck championships yeah, in yeah, maybe I'll... 2022. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for everything, Scott. Well, I've been I've been granted permission to go get cars, so I'm um, oh, nice. out. <laughs> Matty, I, don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll be doing much winning, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll, right. we'll, just, we'll just run around in the midfield. And have we'll just have some fun. Yeah, Matt, thank about. you so much for the chat. I know there's a million other things that I would love to talk to you about, but uh, thanks yeah, so for having we'll me. Those for I, hope day. I, I hope I didn't digress too much. I'm pretty no, good at that. Um, so yeah, sorry to everyone, I forgot. <laughs> 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 and thanks very much, Scotty. Pleasure.